Hey guys, um, so today I, talk, I talked about nutrition. I talked a little bit about calories, grocery shopping, um, you know, what are macros, what foods, um, you know, give you which macronutrients. Um, I talked about, you know, what CrossFit and Greg Glassman and most CrossFit affiliates teach for nutrition. And I talked about um, why things like keto diets or intermittent fasting work and um, how they work based on your hormones. Uh, there's a there's a period of the podcast where I was I was driving home, I was kind of commuting, and um, there's some external noises with like audio. This sounds like it's just my truck making noise. Um, it's about 10 minutes. Doesn't last super long. It's I think you can still hear things pretty well, and it evens out and clears up towards the end. So just a heads up, um, it's not like that the entirety of the podcast. If you need to fast forward, fast forward. But there are some helpful, I think, valuable pieces of content in there to listen to. Um, you can just deal with the the background noises. They're not um, they're not there full time. But yeah, besides that, I hope you enjoy it and I hope it helps. All right, bye. Hey guys, it's uh, Cody over across at Mountain Island today. I'm going to talk about nutrition um, and touch on some kind of FAQs with macronutrients, uh, calories. You know, what is paleo? Um, talk about keto, intermittent fasting. You know, why those things work so well for people. Um, and just go over some a lot of common questions I get when it comes to dieting. Um, a little bit of background on me, I mean, I grew up being overweight, pretty sedentary, um, high body fat, didn't play sports, played a lot of video games, went to school, all that fun stuff. Um, and personally, I think my highest I ever saw on a scale was like 255 or 260 at like 16 years old. And that was kind of my turning point. Um, the lowest I've gotten that I can recall is 181, um, and that was for wrestling in, in high school, um, about a year after my weight loss journey started. And then now I tend to hang out around 98 to 205 pretty consistently. Um, I, 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 right now, I'm, I've been at about six to eight percent body fat for a couple years now, two or three years at least. I've gotten as low as like five percent. Um, and that's just it's not really anything. I mean, exercise is a role, but it's mostly nutrition. Um, but I also don't live in this like stringent, extreme dieting phase where like I never eat anything that I want, only eat like chicken. And I'll get into that some more. Um, but so that's kind of just like been my experience to this point. I've helped a lot of people with their in the past, um, like both clients friends and family. And uh, yeah, this is kind of what I do. So hopefully that helps give you guys some clarity. Um, so I'll start with what CrossFit teaches. Um, and by CrossFit, I mean like what, what Craig Glassman said when he started CrossFit, and this is what most affiliates practice and teach. Um, and that is to eat meat and vegetables, some fruits, little starches, no sugar. Um, little starches being like a little bit, you know, not, not large quantities, and no sugar means like absolutely no processed sugar. Um, if you can control it, don't eat it. Um, they, so they say, you know, you need some vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruits, little starches, no sugar. Um, keep intakes to levels that uh, support exercise and not body fat. So that just means like don't overeat, eat enough to perform and to exercise and to train and to be healthy and to recover, but don't eat so much that you're going to start to gain body fat because you're. Um, what we call a caloric surplus, or you're just eating too many calories. Um, and that's going to be relative to everybody. It's going to be different from person to person. But, um, yeah. So, 
that is just like what we teach everyone that comes in the gym. You know, for the most part, there's, you know, always special cases, but I mean, I've yet to meet someone that doesn't need to follow those guidelines, personally. Um, and those are the guidelines to follow. Now, what does that look like practically? I would say that looks like at the grocery store, you're shopping or at the perimeter, all the things you've probably heard, nothing new to you. There's no secrets here, um, no tricks or tips um, that you've not heard before. But I think what people maybe um, don't consider is the fact that you win or you lose in the grocery store. So me and a friend of mine, Steve Sellers, we were talking about this on a drive to Charleston one time, and we kind of just realized that most people, it's like they're it's like a it's like a drug addict or someone that's like smoke cigarettes. Like they they lose that fight in the grocery store if they do or don't purchase something, right? So like if you walk in the store, you know you cut it right, go to the produce, you know buy. Five different vegetables. Those can be Brussels sprouts. That could be zucchini, squash, pepper, green beans, broccoli, um, potatoes, tomatoes, spinach, kale, something green and from the ground. You know, you you know, walk down the side of the store, get over to the poultry section, the meat section. You know, buy some kind of meat as long as you're into that kind of thing. Um, that could be chicken. You know, red meat like steak. You know, red meat's not going to kill you. That's a misconception. So don't think that. Um, Deli meats, sandwich meats, though that's like the meat, you know, the meat. Um, meat section. So we're gonna keep going down. You might get to the eggs in the breakfast section. Buy some eggs. Buy some egg whites. Um, maybe you buy like some breakfast sausage or something. I don't know. Um, keep going down towards the dairy section. Um, I don't have a hard rule on dairy. I mean, I don't drink it personally. I tend to go with almond milk, um, but that's just preference. Anyways, um, so hit your dairy section continue to go, you know, to the end of the aisle, or not the aisle, but in the end of that, the back of the store, you're going to cut a left again, and now you're down in that, like, cheese, you know, sour cream section, I don't really shop a lot there, and then I'm pretty much only, like, I mean, that's really the most, most of what I buy, I buy fruits, I buy vegetables, I buy meat, um, I buy, let's see, eggs and bacon, like, that's why I'm on the perimeter, right, those are all my main categories. After that, I'm going to hit the aisles for two or three things, right? I'm going to get some hot sauce. I'm going to maybe buy some ketchup. I'll get some uh, ground coffee. I'll get some seasoning. Um, I might get some tortilla wraps if I'm really, like, wanting to make some um, breakfast burritos or something like that. But even my tortilla wraps, like, I'm getting a high-fiber tortilla wrap. So, like, I'll flip over the label, check the nutrition label, and it might have 30 grams of carbs, but it's got 25 grams of dietary fiber. You know, I'm not going to buy the, the flour wraps that have... 30 grams of carbs and two grams of fiber. I'm just not really going to do that. Um, and I'm buying seltzer water. Like, I'm, So that's just soda water with natural flavorings, no added sweeteners. Um, and that's really like, I mean, that's it. That's what I shop for. I, mean, I, I might go to the frozen section and buy some frozen fruits if I'm, if I'm feeling smoothies that week. Um, I might grab some nuts and some seeds. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'll buy almonds, cashews, sunflower seeds, those things in my house 
because if they're in my house, I will eat them and consume them, no matter what. If we have, we have a really good friend of ours, named Megan. She works for Oreo. Well, I guess Nabisco. If, if we use Oreos and they're in our house, I love her to death. She's awesome. But I will crush that thing of Oreos within two days. Like, they're gone. Okay, so it's, and I have a lot of self-control. Yeah, I say that and I don't. But in reality, like, if it's in your house, you're going to lose. Like, you're just, it's not going to happen. So... That's why it's so important for you to get your your you know your family on board, your spouse on board, your kids on board. If you're trying to be healthy and lose weight, and if you need to lose weight to like save your life, which a lot of people do, and that's a serious hard conversation with your family because if you're trying to diet and eat right and change your change your lifestyle and lose 100 pounds or 50 pounds, but then your spouse and your kids want to have you know processed food in the house, like. Whatever it is, with all of these like you know processed carbohydrates and sugars like in the house, you're gonna eat it whether you eat it in front of them or you you know wait until they're asleep and eat it at night. Like you're gonna do it. I know because I've been there and done it. Um, so that's just a, that's just a something to consider and not to overlook because I see people frequently that are trying to lose weight that have really food choices in their house and they're just making themselves making themselves make these hard decisions today by trying to think that they're not going to eat those things they're going to choose a healthy option if all you have are healthy options in your house and you get a craving guess what you're eating you're probably eating like ground turkey deli turkey and mustard it's like when i get a craving for food and i'm hungry at 11 o'clock at night i have the option of ice cream okay i have to make like a lettuce or a turkey wrap with mustard and avocado or, or like a handful of nuts that's all I have in the house. But guess what? I'm going to wake up the next day not feeling sick, not feeling like I made a bad decision, not feeling guilty. And in, in, a, in a month or two months, I haven't gained three to five pounds, okay? Because I haven't been making all these bad decisions every day, right? Now, that's just a general overview of like decision making right when it comes to nutrition and that's where it starts if you're not starting there it's going to be an uphill battle okay um i mean i've literally gone to the grocery store with clients and like shown them what groceries to buy how to read labels like it's uh, it all starts there because if you can't be successful in that situation you're sure as hell not going to be successful in your house with bad food choices in your cupboard and in your fridge all right so um does that mean you can't ever have those things again absolutely not um, I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich today for lunch after my workout because I was hungry, didn't have any food, and was grocery shopping um, and needed to get some protein and some carbs in. So I went to Chick-fil-A. I had a spicy chicken sandwich and an original chicken sandwich, both with extra pickles. That's my go-to. And um, and it's cool because that's the first time I've had anything besides meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, you know, and like, I don't know, five or six days. So I'm not going to worry about that. Like, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to have some kind of healthy protein, so some kind of meat. I'm going to have some vegetables and some water, and I'm going to go to sleep. So, like, it's going to be fine. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm really craving, like, something like a pizza, I'll have a pizza. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, the thing that most people don't think about is, like, for, for the vast majority of people I meet that are trying to get healthy or be healthy, when they tell me about their diet, the healthy choices 
those are the like the outliers. Like that's the abnormal decision. Like for you to say that you had a salad or you had like I don't know a meal in the evening that only consisted of meat and vegetables. Like that is a stretch. That's not the normal. So of course you're gonna be overweight and have hard time losing body fat if if abnormalities are what I've just described. Okay. It's it if to be healthy it has to be inverse. Like your normal decision making process and your normal food choices, they have to be healthy and they have to be and by healthy I mean like whole foods, okay? Like what I've described earlier. That has to be your baseline, okay? If you deviate from that baseline once, twice a week for one meal, and that you know accumulates over the course of a month into like six to eight deviations, well guess what? You've had all of these other wins <clears throat> over the course of that month, you're gonna be in a net positive trend. The problem is most people are in a net negative trend because they look at those healthy choices as, I don't know, abnormal or unusual or a stretch for them, right? So that's a perspective shift I think a lot of people don't really conceptualize. And after having this conversation hundreds of times, I've just realized that that's something that people could benefit thinking about. So um, that's what works. I mean, I don't I don't care what anyone says. I mean, I don't I don't say that to sound like close-minded or hard lines in the sand. But I'm sorry, the vast majority, if if not everyone, should be eating along those guidelines to be healthy. Show me someone that does that and doesn't see the positive benefits. They're not out there. They don't exist. Okay. Um, and it's that's it. Like it's it's simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. So if you go to the store and it comes in a box, probably don't eat it. If it didn't come from the ground or an animal, probably don't eat it. If it's been processed, and by process, all that means is it's been through a factory and it's been machined and it's been man-made or it's been changed from its original you know, existence, like probably don't eat it a lot, okay? Um, and I mean, when you think of it like that, I mean, you can try to make it complicated if you want to try to like get into the weeds and really talk about like organic and grass fed and this and that. And you can, you can make it complicated if you want to make it complicated, but the more complicated you make it, the more obstacles you're going to put in the way of you doing it. If you just keep it simple and think about what I've said or what CrossFit teaches, meat, vegetables, um, you know, nuts and seeds, fruits, some starches, starches being like potatoes and rices. Um, no sugar that's it like if you then if you, it's pretty straightforward like if it's not one of those things don't buy it and if if you're not sure and you read the label and it's got sugar in it guess what no means zero so just don't get it. and it, it might be hard the first couple of times you go grocery shopping but i mean it's really not hard after a while i mean this comes this coming from a guy that when i was a kid i literally lived on sweet tea mountain dew honey buns oatmeal cakes nutter butters fast food like that was every day for me. So I haven't just grown up in this, like, with this habit of eating clean. Like, it's been a decision. But the thing is, no one's making the decision for you. Okay, so if you're struggling with, with your weight right now and you're having a hard time losing weight and feeling good and you can't control the scale, I mean, you're the one that puts food in your mouth. I mean, you've just got to make a decision. And as an adult, like, it's your responsibility. No one else's. I mean, and if you, if you can't accept that, you're just going to have a really hard time with this journey that is getting healthy. Um, I know it's not easy. Like, it's not easy at all. But, 
I mean, sometimes you just need to think about it straight. Like, that is what it is. So, if that's a solution, why is it that, like, things like keto and intermittent fasting are so prevalent right now? Why do they work? And to clarify, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not trying to give advice to promote treating any type of sickness or diseases, um, even though, I mean, it's arguable that this stuff does treat, that treat diseases. Like, that's not what this is about, right? This is just advice and insight from someone who over the course of the past 10 years has lost a lot of body fat and maintained a healthy level of body fat for an adult man without any kind of crazy diets. So, um, the main reason that, I mean, intermittent fasting and keto and keto generally work for the same reasons. Like at, at the core, they're doing the same thing to elicit this weight loss. And what that is, is that's managing insulin. So when you think about the average American's diet, and I go through this every time I do a nutrition consultation, I kind of draw this, this like chart out or this graph out and joke with this stuff. But if you think about the average person's diet, you've got a lot of processed carbohydrates, right? Carbs are not bad, they're not evil, they're not working against you. But without control, awareness, and moderation, I mean, they are gonna cause you to gain body fat. So if you wake up, say after something like 7 a.m., if you don't say you start, this, this is like a normal diet, right? Just from my perspective, from my experience. You start your day with orange juice, which is full of sugar and no fiber. You start your day with um, soft drink, like a soda. You start your day with coffee, with creamer, which is paid ratio, the creamer is full of sugar. Um, maybe it's whole milk. This doesn't apply to you, but if you're doing whole milk and adding tablespoons of sugar, this does apply to you because the sugar. And you start your day there, right? And then breakfast is, I don't know, maybe you do maybe you do oatmeal, maybe you do some fruit with your oatmeal, maybe you do waffles, pancakes, um, toast with eggs and bacon. I mean, the, the, the focus here is, is carbohydrates in the form of sugar or grains. Um, and we look creamer's got sugar, the juices, it's got sugar, the soda has sugar, the bread is a grain that has carbohydrate, it's going to break down into sugar in your body. If you've got oatmeal, unless you're eating old-fashioned rolled oats with no additives, um, you know, plain oats, okay, this doesn't apply to you, but if you're eating like processed packaged oatmeal that does have added sugar and flavors, you're getting sugar there. If you're adding to your oatmeal, honey's natural, but it is full of sugar. Um, so you're getting sugar there. Maybe you're having like a, a healthy yogurt option, but if you read the label, it's probably got a lot of sugar in it. Um, if it's a flavored uh, yogurt. Um, and this is again, you know, or waffles, pancakes with syrup, like that's just a ton of carbs and sugar. So that's breakfast, right? Well, when your body takes in all these carbohydrates, your blood sugar goes up, right? Because it digests, it breaks down, it gets in your bloodstream, you've got all of this, um, glucose or sugar available in the blood and then your body has to produce insulin to manage that blood sugar spike so that your blood doesn't become toxic, okay? So when your body produces insulin to manage that, insulin levels go up, blood sugar starts to creep down because um, your body's managing it, it shuttles it into fat stores and muscle stores or your liver, um, it depend, just depends on kind of your activity and your lifestyle, that's irrelevant. Um, and then, okay, now that says breakfast, right? If you're drinking soft drinks or sweet tea or sweet coffee all day or through your day, your blood 
sugar is always elevated, so your insulin's always having to be produced to manage that blood sugar, okay? If you're drinking water daily, like throughout the whole throughout the day, great. That's, you know, a check in the healthy part, um, or that's a cast, a vote cast in a healthy way of life. Say, like, um, lunch is, you know, a burger, fries, a sandwich, you know, a soup and sandwich, a Panera, a bag of chips. If you have some sweets, like some chocolate for your lunch meal, I'm going with this, like, carbohydrate-laden meals, carbohydrates with sugar-laden meals. Um, again, blood sugar goes up, insulin goes up, and now your insulin is still because it hasn't, it hasn't had time to come down yet. The process for your body to manage your insulin level um, you know, ranges between like two to four hours. So if that insulin and blood sugar is finally down and now you just spike it again with another meal or if you've been drinking soft drinks the whole time, I mean, it's just not going to go down. Um, so again, through the afternoon, maybe you have a pick-me-up, grab an energy drink, um, grab you know another coffee with some sweeteners in it and sugar, grab your Frappuccino from Starbucks, get, get a caffeine kick through your day, at like two o'clock, okay, boom, more sugar, more insulin. Dinner rolls around. If you're trying to be healthy, maybe you do have a whole food meal, like meat, vegetables, some healthy stuff. Um, or if you're like most people, you're probably gonna go out, grab, get food, and get takeout. If you go out to eat and you get some takeout, you're probably not gonna make the healthy option. You're probably gonna choose something that's tasty because someone's making it for you. So you're gonna get a burger, you're gonna get fries, you're gonna get pizza, you're gonna get pastas, you're gonna get some alcohol, some wine, some beers with your meal. Um, and that meal is, again, carbohydrate heavy. If you're not sure if this is you, like I'm not trying to like cast carbs in this evil light. I'm just talking about, from my perspective, what is the average person's diet. If you're not sure, there's an app you can download for free called MyFitnessPal. Just download the app. Um, go through a day and just add all everything you eat into your diary and then look at like look into it um, you can go to your site you can go to your profile and like view your calories and macros and it'll tell you just how many carbs you're eating it'll tell you what percentage of your diet is carbohydrates and if it's above 50 or 60 percent like most people's probably is this message applies to you okay um but like getting back off that tangent um like the if, if through the entirety of the day so you wake up at 7 a.m you start drinking coffee start drinking some some juices and then you have dinner at 6, 7, 8 p.m. And again, it's carbohydrate heavy. Insulin has to be produced to manage the blood sugar spike. Insulin's up two to four hours. By the time your blood sugar and your insulin finally calms down, it's midnight. So now you have a six to eight hour window for your body to be at homeostasis and not be responding to all these hormonal imbalances. And then you do it again. And you do that five, six, seven days a week. I mean, it might be worse on the weekends if you're staying out late drinking or staying up late drinking or eating poorly, celebrating, having fun. Um, and that's the average person's life, right? Well, it makes sense that if you do that every day, you gain weight, okay? And here's why, right? Insulin is the only hormone in the body that blunts fat metabolism. So if you have insulin present in your bloodstream and your body, your body literally cannot move fat out of fat stores and use them as fuel. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. If you have a high insulin levels in your body, your body cannot burn fat for energy. It can't pull fat out of your lipid stores, and it can't go through the process of metabolizing fat for your fuel. 
all it does is it shuttles the excess calories away for into, into your fat stores without being able to pull them back out if your insulin's elevated, right? So introduce keto, which is high protein, high fat, very low carbs, under 50 grams a day, under 30 grams a day for most, or intermittent fasting where they've just stopped eating for an additional you know, six to eight hours a day. Well, if you're not eating or you're not taking in carbohydrates, inherently your blood sugar is not going to go up, which means your insulin levels are going to stay normal and under control and low, which means now your body can start burning fat for energy and you start to lose weight and feel better, have better mental clarity, have better energy, sleep better, get healthier inherently, right? Because you've removed this obstacle that is in the way of your body burning fat, right? So if you're trying to look for a diet or if you're going to try keto or try fasting, like, okay, cool. Like talk to a, talk to a a professional, make sure that you're not going to risk your health, but, and do your research, but both of them can work. If, if you're the person that likes to skip breakfast and you you don't want to eat in the mornings, cool, fast, wait until 12 o'clock, wait till lunch, have a big bowl of uh, vegetables and fruit and some lean protein for lunch, get really full with all that fiber and all those healthy veggies and some meat and some protein, be satiated, maybe have some nuts um, as a snack in the afternoon, you know, drink a whole bunch of water, drink some black coffee if if you're a coffee guy, uh, coffee girl, Um, and then, you know, have a, have a filling dinner that's got meat and vegetables and maybe some fruits in there for dessert if you want them. But, and then, so maybe you eat from like 12 to eight and now you have an eight hour window where you're eating. And then now your body has 16 hours to manage your insulin, control your blood sugar and lose fat. Okay. On the flip side, if you go keto, awesome. You know, don't be the person that does keto and, you know, puts a stick of butter in their coffee for breakfast. That's probably not good for you. Um, but yeah, for sure. For breakfast, have bacon and eggs with some black coffee, have water, you know, have, um, have a bunch of vegetables and protein at lunch, you know, have some bacon with your salad. If you want some bacon with your salad, I don't know, have some chicken or steak, like cool. Yeah. Do those things because guess what? You're probably, you're you're not probably, you're not going to be able to eat a bunch of processed carbs. If you're doing keto, especially if you're going to be testing your urine for being in ketosis. Um, but either way, all you're doing is you're removing this central component or you're managing how much of that central component, which is sugar, you're taking into your body. So whether it's through keto and you can't eat sugar and you only get 30 grams of carbs a day from vegetables or you're fasting and you're only eating from 12 to eight. I mean, even if during that eight hour window, you're still eating like an asshole and you're eating a a ton of like sugary carbohydrates and drinking crap and eating garbage, like you're still going to have a leg up because you're doubling the amount of time you can't eat from when you were before. Right. Um, and that, that's a very surface level generalization about why those things work. There's a lot more that goes into them. If you want to get into the weeds and look at it, there's a lot more details as to why it might be right or wrong for you. But I feel like I tell people this all the time, and this is a more efficient way to disseminate that information to people from like on a larger scale and answer questions that maybe won't ever get answered and provide some clarity. Um, Paleo. Okay, so paleo is relatively similar to what CrossFit teaches, which is you can't have 
grains, you can't have processed carbs, you can't have added sugars, and you can't have um, like lentils, like beans. So what does that leave you with? Meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, fruits, potatoes. That's about it, right? Um, and you can, you, I think you're probably starting to see a central theme here, which goes back to what I said in the beginning, which is what CrossFit and Greg Glassman have taught and what most affiliates teach, affiliates being CrossFit affiliates. Um, meat, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruits, starches, no sugar. You, 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 I think you guys get it. Um, because whether you're doing keto or paleo, or just eating healthy, like you're going to be doing a lot of the same things. And that's, um, that's what works. Um, I think moderation is valid. I think that it is appropriate to have like deviations from normal. If you want to, if you're in a social setting and like, I mean, it gets to a point where like you're out with your friends and you're just that friend that drinks water and, or orders a seltzer water and, if you get a drink, it's like, it's just, maybe it's just whiskey neat or, you know, vodka or uh, tequila with salt, with soda water and lime. And then you're, you know, you're eating vegetables and some kind of meat. Like you're just that friend. And it's, it's cool. Like people don't ask about it. They don't, they might ask you why you do it and it's cool. You can help them, but it's no longer weird. But if you do go out and you want to have a half, like a piece of pizza or have a burger, like if you're normal is that baseline I've mentioned earlier, like that little deviation it's, it's not a cheat meal it's just it's just food right and it's it, it just is what it is like it's not going to affect you it's not a negative thing it's not a good or a bad thing you don't need to go work out extra hard tomorrow to make up for it you know you don't need to lose sleep over it it's just the thing is that you're it's, you're in control and you're intentionally making decisions to be the person you want to be i think right now most people including most people i meet they don't have bad intentions but they're ignorant so they don't put an appropriate level of intentionality towards their nutrition and their diet. And that's because they don't know better. You know, we don't learn about this stuff in school, most of us. Um, and then generally, like, there's just so much information out there with so little clarity and so many people trying to sell you shit. There's no, it's really hard to know what works and what doesn't work. Um, and what I've told you so far up to this point is what I believe works what I've practiced and seen good, consistent results from. Um, I mean, if you look, if, if you, if you, if you're skeptical, okay, cool. That's fine. Like be skeptical. But the next time you're in a grocery store, you know, buffer in an extra 10 minutes on the front end and just walk around with your cart and look for people that look obese, overweight, and unhealthy and glance at what's in their cart. I guarantee you the vast majority of it is in a box. And if you start to read labels of things, you'll realize it's mostly carbohydrates and sugar and fat, unhealthy fats, right? And then if you look for people that look healthy, they're probably eating mostly things from the perimeter with very little processed boxed foods. And that's, you know, again, generalization, but I'm willing to put money on it if you look around. Um, you're going to notice trends, okay? Now, let's see how far we into this podcast. That Okay, cool, we got time. You know, across this, you know, methodology on nutrition, that's a little bit of background information on, like, you know, different kinds of diet trends right now that are prevalent, why they work, what 
at their core is causing them to work for most people. Um, and, you know, a kind of a, a little, not a dive into, but a general explanation of insulin at a very surface level. Um, so next up, and what we'll wrap it up on is just macros. Like people ask all the time, what are macronutrients? How many calories should I eat? You know, et cetera. How can I track my macros and flexible diet and stuff like that? Um, and when it comes to your calorie intake, that's going to be relative to the person. And that's going to be based generally on your activity level and then how much skeletal muscle mass you have. So your skeletal muscle mass, that's just your muscle, um, dictates what your base metabolic rate is. So just how many body, how many calories your body has to expend to support itself and to exist, you know, to go through daily functions and lively functions. Um, that does not include things like getting up, walking around, going to work, walking to your car, going to the gym, running, walking your dog, etc. It does not include that, your BMR. Generally, you guys can take your BMR, and that's a starting point. Um, you can find that out. There's some stuff online, calculators online. Those are not the best. If I were you, I would try to find a place you can go do an in-body machine. Um, we've got one at our gym, CrossFit Mountain Island. We have an in-body, and it, um, it'll tell us like what your skeletal muscle mass is, what your body fat is, um, what percent body fat you are, how much bone, how much bone density you have, and then what your base metabolic rate is. And that's usually where we start for our nutrition class. We'll find out those numbers, and that gives us a map as to what their macros should look like. Um, but that's just like a little bit about calories. Um, next up, oh, and just a quick note, you probably don't burn as many calories as you think you might. Okay, unless you have a job that requires a lot of manual labor or you're just hyperactive, I would do some research into about how many calories you might be burning, okay? Or ask someone about it because you might be surprised. Um, I'm not going to say any like general statements about that because that's a that's just a whole other conversation and there's a lot of variability there. But just keep that in mind. Um, so with macros, there are three macronutrients. Those make up calories. Okay, this is important to understand, and this is just like again just getting started learning about this kind of stuff. You've got macros and those make up calories. So if you have, say, the, a 2,000 calorie di diet or 2,000 calorie day, those calories are made of macronutrients. So how many, <clears throat> how much protein, how much carbohydrate, and how much fat you eat is going to directly correlate to the amount of calories you consume, okay? So the top, like again, those three macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, or carbs, and then fats, okay? So per gram, so per gram of like a, like of a servings, um, one gram of protein is four calories, one gram of carbohydrate is four calories, and then one gram of fat is nine calories, okay? So a general rule of thumb is um, like the zone diet is a pretty good place to start. It's 40, 30, 30, so you wanna have about 40% of your diet consists of carbohydrates. Those carbohydrates should be like vegetables, fruits, um, you know, not a lot of grain, no grains, you know, starches like potatoes, no sugar. Um, those are gonna be your carbs. Uh, you're gonna have 30% of that diet protein. That can come from meats, um, you know, animal sources, beans, and then you know, yogurts, Greek yogurt, stuff like that. Or, and then you're gonna have fats. Fats are gonna come from things like avocados, oils, nuts and seeds, um, and, Again, that's 40% carbs, 
30% protein, 30% fat. That is a starting point and a general rule of thumb. Most people do not that aren't aware or that don't practice this kind of stuff are not there. They're not eating a diet that's like that. Um, and again, that 40%, that's assuming you're active and you're like doing CrossFit, you know, regularly exercising, working out, doing things that are going to be burning carbohydrates. Um, I mean, what, what I mean, what I mean by that is like doing activity that's going to, your body's going to be burning stores of carbohydrates, um, in your muscles, in your liver, in your bloodstream. Um, carbohydrates are a source of fuel as just like fat is a source of fuel that your body generally prefers to use fat and carbs. Um, but those are your macros, right? So for example, all right, I don't have any, any paper for me. So this is all in my head. So I might get some math wrong here, but, um, let's say we've got somebody that needs to eat 2000 calories. All right. So if they're going to eat 2000 calories a day and say they weigh as a 200 pound male, right? And as a male, he wants to get about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So he's going to shoot for about 200 grams of protein, okay, a day, which is a lot. You have to be trying to get there. Um, well, if he's going to have 200 grams of protein, and we know a gram of protein is four, is four calories, that means his calories from protein is going to be about 800 calories, okay? So now we have 1,200 left to make up for, okay? Um, so 2,000 minus 800 is 1,200. Now, say he want he needs to have you know forty percent of his intake be from carbohydrates because he's active and exercises. So we've got forty percent of two thousand is also going to be eight hundred. Um, divide that by four calories. So eight hundred divided by four because every gram of carbs is you know four calories. That gives us 200 grams of carbs, so about his body weight in carbohydrate. Okay, so now we've got 800 calories from protein, 800 calories from carbs. We're already at 1600 calories. Okay, well he's got a 400 calorie deficit to make up, and we're going to fill that with fat. So if we take 400, divide that by nine. Let's see, that puts us at. Forty-four grams of uh, fat. That's pretty low. So if it were me, and I was helping somebody like find their numbers out and burn, and find out what, the, what their macro should be, I would either add some calories to their um, to their goal, and you know, so that way they, we can add more fat to their diet. Or I would probably start by taking away some carbohydrates and replacing those calories with fats, so that um, we're not going to risk being too low in our fat intake. And again, that doesn't mean that every 200 pound man should be eating 2,000 calories. That's pretty, that's really low. Um, that is just a, 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 that was an example of how to explain like how macros make calories, right? So that's just like the basics behind calories and macronutrients, okay? So your protein is going to come from meats, animal sources, Greek yogurts, beans. Those are the top ones. Like, you know, you can take supplements like, um, whey proteins, casein proteins, uh, whey protein is something you get like GNC or Amazon. Um, whey digests quickly. You can buy casein. It's a different kind of amino acid profile. Um, it's going to digest more slowly than whey. So you would have casein say like before bed 
or if you're gonna have like a shake during the day and you're about to you know be busy for the next 46 hours you're not gonna be able to eat you can take casein at that point because it's gonna digest lower than whey protein um, and you might take whey like right after a workout you've got and those are just so those are all protein sources right you've got carbohydrates which are gonna be things like vegetables fruits grains starches i.e. potatoes rices um, and then sugar and now that's not to say that like some of these food groups don't have multiple macronutrients in them right like your meat is going to have some level of fat in it some of your carb sources are going to have some levels of protein right um they're going to intermix which is why you should use a tool like my fitness pal to start to see and notice trends and learn what food has what in it i mean the best bet is to start just by reading labels um and then you've got fat. So fat's going to be from, you know, red meat has a lot more fat in it. Porks have a lot more fat in them. Um, some fish has more fat. But standalone fat sources are going to be like avocados, nuts and seeds, different kinds of oils. Those are the top ones that I, I can think of right now. Nut butters to some degree. But again, a lot of those are going to have protein as well as fat, which isn't a bad thing, right? Um, you want to have you want to have a balance with your food intake. Um, but those are just like some examples of where you're going to find what macros. So you can imagine that if your diet consists of a lot of, you know, of those foods listed in the fat and the uh, carb section, you know, you're probably in a place where you have more body fat than you want. Um, because diets that are heavy in carbs and fat and low in protein, those diets tend to lead to obesity and, and excessive body fat generally diets that are like high protein high carb low fat um, or diets that are high protein high fat low carb those are generally going to lead to like a healthier individual you know lower body fat percentage better energy but it just is um, relative to the person but yeah that's the basics behind you know your macros and your calories um these are all things you can read online. You can find on Google. You know, you can find videos about. That's how I learned about a lot of the stuff. Is I just started buying like books on nutrition and diet, and I started watching um, videos that college professors would post on their YouTube channels for their students and um, exercise physiology and dietetics. And I'll just watch their videos and take notes on them. And um, that's where I learned all this stuff. And it's been a lot of like practice and just learning on the learning on the. I guess learning as I go through the process. But yeah, I mean, just people ask me about this stuff a lot. Like very frequently I get asked about it. And I've never like, I don't find a lot of podcasts that talk about just like the basics like that. I mean, you know, that by no means is that like an in-depth overview of anything that's, you know, you might want to know about. You can definitely get more into the weeds and all these topics. But that is just like a very general, basic explanation of what diets you know are comprised of and why they work um, what I recommend people practice for their nutrition um, what works for me and then you know what calories are and then how calories are made up which is macronutrients which is again protein carbs and fat uh, yeah so I hope that that maybe sheds some light or gives you some clarity so that the next time you go buy some groceries or talk to a friend that's doing keto or, you know, you have some, one of your friends on Facebook from high school try to sell you some, um, 
thermodynamic or thermogenic boosters, <laughs> you realize it's probably just snake oil. Uh, and maybe just take it with a grain of salt, what they're saying. But yeah, if you have questions about nutrition, just feel free to reach out. I mean, I'm on, I'm on Instagram at uh, Cody Bradburn, C-O-T-Y-B-R-A-D-B-U-R-N. Also on Instagram at CrossFit Mountain Island. Um, we're on Facebook as well. You can find us online at CrossFitMountainIsland.com. There's going to be like an opportunity for you to like, contact me directly, and I can um, answer some of your questions. I'm happy to do so. You could also email us at uh, cfmountainisland at gmail.com if you have questions about this kind of stuff. I mean, the, really, the reason I'm putting this podcast out is for my members that have questions but haven't had a chance to ask me about this stuff yet that maybe want to learn more about CrossFit and health and wellness. And then it's for just my local community that just doesn't realize that this information is out there and available to them. And I, I, the hope is that it helps them start to take their health and their wellness into their control so they don't have to be quite as dependent upon medications and just band-aids to their problem. Because at, at the end of the day, I mean, this is what is at the root of most people's health issues. Um, and anybody that tells you otherwise probably has an agenda to some degree. So, yeah, um, if you have topics on nutrition that maybe, maybe I didn't touch on or that maybe I did touch on but didn't do a good job clearly defining or clearly, dis, you know, disseminating um, and you want some more clarity or you have further questions about anything, if I can answer them, I will. So just reach out. Um, let me know. And if I can't, I will do some research so that I can help you. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. Um, if you can leave us a review because based on all the podcasts I listen to, that must be pretty important. (laughs) And, um, if you have a friend that maybe would get some value from learning about what I just talked about, you know, share it with them. Maybe you can help them. All right, y'all. Have a good night. I will see you soon. Bye. All right, guys. This has been um, Physically Strong, Mentally Tough, Spiritually Sound with uh, Cross at Mountain Island. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.